that we hope for. You think about how we were at the beginning of, of last year, all things that you hope for and we're looking forward to, and then just how the reality of life, right? Uh, in this world, you will have trouble. There's difficulty. We live in a sinful world. There's going to be issues and problems. And so a lot of people are looking for that, that happiness that, that never really fully materializes. But for the people of God, I was thinking about this idea of happiness. The, the, the new, the, both, both Old and New Testament uses a word, we kind of think of it maybe as a theological word or as a church word, the word blessed, right? The word blessed. And the word blessed, really, in either Hebrew or Greek, can mean our word happy, okay? Happy. And so what I was thinking about this is just how many times the scriptures say blessed is or blessed are, right? Happy is or happy are. And then it usually gives some kind of detail or instruction or description that tells us what, what is connected to the happiness, right? How is it that a person is blessed? How is it that a person is truly happy? And so we were kind of working through these, and I, I don't like the uh, phrasing how-to for biblical sermons or biblical teachings because it almost makes it sound formulaic, right? or a, uh, just a step of process, that if you do these things kind of magically, if you do X, Y, and Z, or 1, 2, 3, then you're going to get this kind of result, almost maybe a, a, in a legalistic or formulaic way. And it's not what I mean by here at all. I just simply want to work through the Scriptures and see what, is it, what does the Scriptures say about true happiness? Who, who truly is happy? Who truly is blessed? And just kind of looking at some associated Scriptures. And as I was going through this, I came up, I think, I've got 16, and we went through a few of them last week. We're going to briefly go through those again, and I don't think we're going to really dwell on any of them too long, but just kind of thinking through about what are the kinds of things that we can do to experience God's true joy, because we're going to face difficulties and trials in life. We're going to go through adversity. We're going to face challenges. We're going to, we're going to face suffering. We're going to face sorrow. You know, bad things are going to happen to us, but how is it that we can still be a people whose joy is, is steadfast? Be joyful in the midst of those trials and difficulties. So we're going to go through these again. The first couple we did, um, the kind of the, the, the main three, if you will, um, that have uh, several scriptures associated with them. But the first one is uh, fear the Lord. How, how to be happy? How can we be happy? We can be happy by fearing the Lord. So again, a lot of these verses that I'm sharing are going to have that phrasing, blessed is or blessed are, all right, with these kind of things that I'm, I'm just kind of making an outline based upon the scriptures here. So, uh, so, for example, Psalm 112, verse 1, praise the Lord, blessed is the man, happy is the man. Who is the happy man? The one who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. Psalm 128, verses 1 and 2, blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed, and it shall be well with you. And also verse 4, Psalm 128.4, Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. Proverbs 28.14, Blessed is the one who fears the Lord always, but whoever hardens his heart will fall into calamity. So the idea that if we're going to be truly happy, we've got to fear the Lord. We can't be happy apart from fearing the Lord. Again, that idea of fear being a, a deep sense of reverence or respect or awe for who God is. Number two, we trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Psalm 40, verse 4. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud to go to those who go astray after a lie. Okay? Psalm, 80, uh, Psalm 84, 12. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. 
uh, Proverbs 16:20. Whoever gives thought to the word will discover good, and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. Jeremiah 17:7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. Psalm 146, verse 5, blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. That idea of hope there is very close to trust, right? A sense of hoping means, hoping is not this wishy-washy thing that might or might not, something might, might or might not happen. It is a certainty, a confidence, a trust in God and who he is and what he, what he does, his loving kindness toward his people. Number three, and this is probably the most significant one in terms of number of scripture references, uh, we obey the Lord. There is, when we obey the Lord, right, there's that hymn, um, uh, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Okay, those things go together. Uh, Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 14, we won't read that, we read that section last time, but if you didn't, missed it last week, look that one up, it's a good one, lengthy one. Psalm 112, verses 1 and 2, praise the Lord, blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. And the, the delighting there is not just simply, oh, that's good. Those are good. That's a good word. Those are good commands. But it's good in the sense that it's given to me for my obedience so that I do them. The joy, the happiness is also in the doing of them. Uh, his offspring will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Psalm 119, verses 1 through 3. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but who walk in his ways. Okay, so again, the obedience. That makes sense, right? I mean, if you do what God has laid out for you to do, he gives you those things not for your suffering, but for your joy. He gives you his word so that you can walk in, 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 the, in the delight and the goodness of what he has ordained by those commands. Proverbs 29, verse 18, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. So when there's no prophet in the land to tell the people how they are to live, when there's no word from the Lord as to the, 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 the commands that God expects of his people, they cast off restraint. They are lawless. And again, if you read this in the mindset of the Old Testament, that lawlessness always brought people harm. That brought the Israelites harm, devastation, catastrophe. And what would they have to do? They'd have to cry out to God, repent, and ask for God to be merciful to them and deliver them. But blessed is he who keeps the law. Luke, 18, Luke 11, verse 28, Jesus says, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. James 1.25 says, But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres and obeys in it or walks in it, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing, in the doing of that word. Psalm, 103, or Psalm 106, verse 3, Blessed are they who observe justice and who do righteousness at all times. The righteousness there is another synonym for obedience, who do the things, the right things that God commands. All right? On to number four. Uh, how to be happy. Number four, turn away from sin. Turn away from sin. Sin is what brings devastation brings sorrow, brings lament. Okay? So we want to turn away from sinful things. Psalm 1, verses 1 and 2. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates both day and night. So turning away from sin and obeying God's commands, those things go together. Okay? 
Number five, happiness comes in receiving the Lord's discipline. This is not uh, something that we would associate with joy, right? And you think about when you were younger and your parents disciplined you, it was not a joyful thing. And yet, we're told not to despise the discipline of the Lord because it is for our good. Uh, in Job chapter 5, verse 17, uh, we see, Behold, blessed is the one whom God reproves, therefore despise not the discipline of the Almighty. For he wounds, but he binds up. He shatters, but he heals, but his hands heal. So even in the, in the, in the sorrow of discipline, the reason why we can take joy in it is because of the good that it brings. The word discipline is another word that really comes from the Latin word meaning to teach. Discipline is a means of instruction that is meant for our good that will lead us into joy. Psalm 94, verses 12 and 13. Blessed is the man whom you discipline, O Lord, and whom you teach out of your law to give him rest from days of trouble until a pit is dug for the wicked. So the happy man is the one who receives the Lord's discipline. Number six, we also receive the Lord's forgiveness. God has given to us forgiveness so that we not wallow and be broken by our sin. And so Psalm 32, verses 1 and 2, this is the psalm that David wrote after Psalm 51, right? When, when uh, Nathan confronted David with his sin and he was broken by that, that's Psalm 51, the psalm of confession, the psalm of contrition. But once uh, Nathan confirmed that God had forgiven David, Psalm 32 is sort of the response to that. David says, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered, Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. So we receive the Lord's forgiveness. Number seven, we take refuge in the Lord. We take refuge in the Lord. Psalm 2, verse 12, this is uh, written to the nations that rage against the Lord, that seek to cast off his bonds and and his yokes from them so they can go on in their rebellious ways. At the end of that psalm, after kind of reminding them that that the Messiah, the, the anointed one, is the one whom God has installed to rule not just over his people, but all the nations. There is his exhortation to those nations to kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed, blessed are all who take refuge in him. So to go to the Lord as our place of refuge, as our place of strength and safety and security, will find our happiness in that in that, um, in that refuge. Psalm 34, verse 8. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. All right? Uh, number eight. Abide in the Lord's presence. Again, communion with the Lord. Fellowship with the Lord. Psalm 21, verse 6 says, For you make him most blessed forever. You make him glad with the joy of your presence that blessing, when we are in the presence of the Lord, when we are communing with the Lord, when we are worshiping Him, fellowshipping with Him, we have joy. Now, how do we do that? Certainly we can do it privately, but the Scriptures place an emphasis on the corporate gathering, the corporate worship of God's people, worshiping the Lord not in isolation, but worshiping with the entire community gathered together. That's number nine. We can be happy by worshiping the Lord with God's people. Psalm 65, verse 4 says, Blessed is the one... You choose and bring near to dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. So the courts there are the temple courts, right? Or the tabernacle courts, depending upon uh, when this was written. 
But the, what happens? The people come to the courts for, for the purpose of worship, not just one person individually, but the entire nation gathering together to worship God, to commune with God. And even the, the plural language, we, we shall be satisfied. We corporately shall be blessed when we gather together in the Lord's house to worship him. Psalm 84, verse 4, blessed are those who dwell in your house ever singing your praise. Okay, so we worship the Lord with God's people. Number 10, we, be, we are to be strong in the Lord. We are happy when we are strong in the Lord and we derive our strength from him. Psalm 84, verse 5, blessed are those whose strength is in you and whose heart are the highways to Zion. Number 11, wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Be patient upon the Lord. Be patient with him. Wait upon him. Isaiah 30, verse 8. Therefore the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts you himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. Wait for the Lord. Number 12. Do not be offended by the Lord. Do not be offended by the Lord. There were, uh, when John the Baptist, uh, sent disciples to ask Jesus if he really was the Messiah. John gives the answer, right? Go back and tell John. Jesus gives John the, the John's disciples the answer. Go back and tell John that the lame walk, the blind see, the deaf hear, um, and all these different miracles that were to be uh, to occur when Messiah had come into the world. And at the end of that, he tells uh, John's disciples. It says this is Matthew eleven six, also Luke seven twenty three. Blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Blessed is the one who is not offended by me. We're living in an age where it's obviously not fashionable to be associated with with Jesus. I saw on CNN today a discouraging um, article. I don't. I couldn't even tell you who the person was, but somebody. Uh, there was some uh, actor or who was being involved in a show of some sort, and there was some sort of a warning or was being censored somehow because it might be offensive to Christians. And, of course, CNN was all, you know, all upset about it, right? It's like we can, we can be offended. We can't be offended about any other thing, but we, can, we don't want the Christians to be offended. Lord forbid that they be offended. We make a big deal about it. But, friends, we're living in a world where we're going to be offended. People are going to be offended by us. And we need not, need not be offended by the Lord. We will be happy when we stand for him, when we are strong in him. We are identifying ourselves with him, even when it brings the world's harm. There is, there is true joy in standing with Christ. Number 13, we've got four more. Let's go through these quickly. Number, four, number 13, be a faithful servant of the Lord. We are happy when we are a faithful servant of the Lord. In Matthew 24, verses 45 and 46, Jesus asks, Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master finds doing so when he comes. In other words, we are happy serving the Lord. We want our master to see us serving him so that when he comes, he finds us in that act of service. And so in serving the Lord, we find real joy. There's great happiness in serving the Lord. Number 14, be watchful for the Lord's return. Be watchful for the Lord's return. Revelation 16:15. Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on that he may not go about naked and be, expo- be seen exposed. So we need to be watchful. Again, we're living in a day and age where we're to, we're to look for the Lord's return. We're to look for the, for the consummation of the age. We never know when, it's gonna, when that's going to come in. 
But we need to be watchful and waiting and ready and being faithful in the midst of that. Number 15, be generous. Be generous. This one kind of surprised me in the sense that there's just a number of verses that talk about uh, happiness associated with generosity, especially to the poor. Psalm 41, verse 1, blessed is the one who considers the poor. In other words, considers in the sense of doing something to help them. Proverbs 14, 21, whoever despises his neighbor is a sinner, but blessed is he who is generous to the poor. Luke 14, 13, and 14, but when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. You will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. And Jesus told us in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, it is more blessed to give than to receive. All right, so we are happy when we are generous. Number 16, last one, be steadfast under trial. Be steadfast under trial. James 1.12 says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. So again, the promise of trials, the promise of difficulties, the promise of persecutions, we are to be blessed when we are enduring those things, when we persevere through those things, when we remain steadfast in the midst of those things, there is true joy. So that's not what you're going to hear on you know, some you know, article at New Year's time, six top 16 tips of things you can do to have a happy New Year. Not going to read those, but those are, those are good promises for us as God's people. These are the things we can walk in, and we will certainly know true joy. Let's pray, and, uh, and then we'll sing, and then we'll do our, our prayer time.